Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. I almost just fell off my desk. <laughs> if you guys could only see me right now, um, elbow, meet floor. Um, okay, back to the good stuff. Today on the podcast, we have an attorney coming on. And the reason why I wanted to have Autumn on is because she navigates the legalities to things like contracts usage rights, licensing, all of that negotiation stuff that I know that so many of you that listen to this podcast who are bloggers, YouTubers, influencers face on a daily basis when you are working with brands um, for sponsored collaborations, for deals, that sort of thing. And I, I definitely know that this could not be more true for my Pitch It Perfect students. Um, as you probably know, I have an online course called Pitch It Perfect, which helps bloggers, influencers, content creators, pitch, negotiate, and monetize brand deals. And um, they can basically start to make money pretty immediately because the course only takes like three hours to get through and you can download all the templates and get started. But you can start pitching, negotiating, and landing brand deals to make money. That is the main focus of that program. And we've had thousands of students go through Pitch It Perfect and have made hundreds of thousands of dollars since we started it a few years ago. One of the big questions that I see come up in our private Facebook group is this idea of how do we handle media usage rights and licensing? And this brand wants to use this photo and this company wants to whitelist this thing for this ad. And what do I do? And a lot of times what I tell my students, and I'll tell you today that those things aren't pitching issues or even really negotiation issues. Those are legal issues. And there is some negotiation to that. But if you don't really understand the legalities of that, you may be putting yourself in a position to for lack of a better word, kind of get screwed because you don't know what you don't know, right? So I wanted to have Autumn come on. What is great about Autumn is that she specifically works with entrepreneurs and content creators and entrepreneurs that sell online products, courses, digital products that work with affiliate marketing companies and that work with brands to land brand deals. So she is the person to talk to about this. And what she shares with us is kind of the basic legal ins and outs of running a side hustle, really like what you need to know to get your brand and business in order, how to handle usage rights and licensing and all of those issues that so many of the bloggers and influencers that I know listen to this see on contracts all the time. And we actually took an example that I pulled from my Pitch It Perfect Facebook group um, to kind of give Autumn a chance to give us an A to Z walkthrough of an actual contract. And she goes through all of the language that's in this contract from a brand. I don't mention the brand, but it's a very popular, well-known brand that one of our Pitch It Perfect students was doing a deal with. And she walks through that piece of the contract that talks about the media usage and the licensing, what all of that means, and potentially what kind of negotiation opportunities this blogger could have with this contract. So if you have ever found yourself in this situation, this is the episode for you. Um, it is fantastic. And then Autumn also has a ton of really affordable contract templates that she shares on her website. And so that's actually, that link is actually in the show notes if you want to check that out. Now, and Pitch It Perfect, if you're a student, you know that we offer templates as well. 
But Autumn's are, is going to be way more robust because she is actually an attorney and she has them for like so many different things, whether it's websites, contracts, um, all sorts of different things that you could potentially need a contract for. So if you ever find yourself needing one, you definitely want to check that website out as well. And we will get to it. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Autumn. How are you? It's great to have you with us today. Hi, Julie. Uh, I'm coming at you from the new normal, so yes. I'm doing okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm really excited to have you here because you are, I'm sure, going to share a wealth of information today with a lot of stuff that comes up for my community regarding you know, the legal side of things when it comes to working with entrepreneurs and creators and um, you know, people that don't have that traditional nine to five corporate job. Yes. Um, so I would love just to kind of dive in and give a quick overview of how it is that you specifically work with entrepreneurs and especially those who sell online courses, digital products, and are really in that e-commerce world. Yeah, absolutely. So my personal background is intellectual property. So I kind of come at everything with a lens of how can we protect your brand and your content? Um, But at heart, what we do day to day is just a lot of business work. So we review a lot of contracts. We help people write their own contracts. Um, We obviously help people with copyright and trademark registrations. Um, And then as people are building their teams, I have another uh, attorney who works at our firm named Michelle, and she has an employment law background. So now as our clients are kind of growing up and growing their teams, um, we're helping them with all of that. So employee handbooks, making sure that you're complying with all the different laws in all the different states. So we do, we're kind of, I say we're a full service law firm for a very particular type of business. So if you're an online course creator or an influencer, blogger, podcaster, you know, those are kind of the people we love to work with. And what got you into wanting to work with kind of that niche, <laughs> my niche, my community of yeah. people? I totally fell into it. So I did not have a grand plan of of thinking this would be a perfect fit. But like I said, my background is copyright and trademark. So I left the last firm that I was working for, which was a copyright firm. I'd worked with a lot of photographers and stock photographer agencies, and I really liked them. So um, I wanted to take that skill set. Now, at that firm, I was doing litigation. So I was filing lawsuits on their behalf. Um, I did not enjoy that so much because it's very ugly and adversarial. So when I left that job and started my own law firm, I wanted to be more proactive, so more helpful, helping with planning and doing things before they get ugly. Um, So I initially thought, I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we have a really booming startup community here, um, partly because we have some of the fastest internet in uh, the country. Um, And so I thought, oh, great. Uh, My skills are a perfect fit for this startup community. I'm going to work with all these startup guys. Uh, But I found out very quickly that startups, A, don't have any money. (laughs) So they are not eager to spend what little money they have on something proactive. They are very much like just trying to get off the ground, just trying to get started. Um, Some of them, you know, they do eventually need legal planning, but at that point, they're kind of further down the line. And I was also competing with a lot of the big law firms in town who could give away a lot of free advice to those startups. So that turned out not to be a great fit. But as I was trying to build my business, trying to learn about marketing and sales and finance and all those things, I was listening to tons of podcasts. 
I love, I've always loved podcasts. Um, and so I kind of fell into some of these communities around these podcasts. So being boss podcast was one of my first favorites, um, which some of your audience may be familiar with, um, the Marie Forleo, um, community, you know, I was in that Facebook group and, um, there were a couple others. And so I was just in these Facebook groups, you know, asking my own questions about building a business. And I found no one else in there was, um, you know, I wasn't really trying to answer legal questions, but they would pop up and no one, there were no other lawyers there. So it, it turned out to be just kind of, I noticed that it was a blue ocean. And so I just started being helpful and answering questions where I could. And then people started hiring me and I found out I really liked working with them. And it was a, a great fit. The people are nice. I can help them with everything they need. Um, they are willing to, you know, spend a little money on things that are more proactive. It's not quite the same mindset as a lot of the startup guys have. Um, so I just kind of fell into it and, you know, people started referring me and I got a reputation and you know, here we are five years later. So it, it's been wonderful. I really, really enjoy working with uh, clients like you. Amazing. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business Business for sponsoring the show. So I kind of want to walk through this a little bit um, because in my community, I mean, obviously I have, you know, I sell online programs and courses and I have a coaching membership. So I have a lot of students and a lot of members within my paid community um, that have a lot of questions about this, as well as a lot of people here in my amazing podcast community that constantly have questions about the legalities of things. And um, I was actually in our my Pitch it, pitch it Perfect, which is one of the online programs that I have that teaches bloggers and influencers how to pitch and monetize through media and brand deals. A lot of them have been asking for years now. I mean, I would say this is not a new conversation, Autumn. I think that as just this world of blogging and doing brand deals and working with, with companies comes up, this idea of media usage, usage rights and licensing constantly mm -hmm. comes up. Yes. And, you know, what I always hear is, you know, um, you know, any thoughts on how I should edit this terms of usage, right? So I can get paid on this contract or, you know, Julie, mm -hmm. do you have any, you know, anything regarding licensing? And I'm trying to pitch this, but I don't really know how to negotiate this licensing. And I'm like, guys, this isn't a pitching issue. This is a legal <laughs> issue, <Yeah. laughs> you know? So my advice to them is always like, if, if this is coming up for you consistently as you are negotiating these opportunities with companies and with clients and customers and this, this idea of 
you know, what do they have, what do they have the right to use regarding the content that you're creating and the licensing piece? I want to kind of walk through all of this with you because it's such a big thing that comes up. First, I want to get clear on the fact that that is a legal issue. I always recommend hiring an attorney who can help navigate those waters. Period. I mean, I'm not a legal advisor. I can't (laughs) give legal advice. But if that were me, that's what I would do. Or if they're not in a place yet to do that in their business, there's obviously a tons of resources. And I know Mm -hmm. that you have a ton of resources to kind of help people navigate what that may look like if if they're trying to navigate them themselves without really bringing an an, an attorney on. Yeah. I want to first talk about, you know, define licensing for me, because I think that people will just kind of throw that word out without really being clear on what it means. Define media usage rights or just the right to use the content that they're creating. And we'll go from there and then I'll dive into the more questions that I have. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So just to start off with, what we're talking about here is the content that you as a blogger or you as an influencer are creating. So it could be your images, it could be videos, it could be a blog post. You know, think about all the things that you're creating as part of your brand deal. Um, Under our copyright law, so this is all protected by copyright, um, you, the blogger, the influencer, Um, unless you're an employee, which most of these deals, you're not an employee, you're just kind of an independent contractor, you, the blogger or influencer own all of that stuff. So what we're talking about when we're talking about licensing is license is just a fancy word for giving permission. So you are negotiating with the brand of what permission you're going to give to them of the rights to use all this beautiful content that you're creating. Now, in some brand deals, it's not a license. They actually want to basically purchase the rights from you. And that's what we might call an assignment or a transfer. So it can look a lot of different ways, but that's kind of just the basics. When we're talking about licensing, that's what that means. It just means you're allowing someone else to use your stuff. And then when we talk about um, media usage, it's kind of just a a flip side of that. So um, we're talking about how it can be used, maybe specific ways that it can and cannot be used in what media. So print, um, video, can it be put on a billboard? Can it be put on a cereal box? Can it just go on the blog? You know, that's kind of what we're talking about when we look at media usage is where and how can it be used? So is that what kind of what you were getting at, Julie? Exactly. Okay, perfect. And, and when those two things happen, the, the issue that I keep seeing is that a lot of bloggers and influencers will try, will try to dive into those negotiations or into those changes themselves without having a clear-cut idea of what to be looking for. Mm-hmm. So for example, Autumn, the word in perpetuity. Yes. Don't know what that means. means. And it's (laughs) in the contract. Forever. Right. And then you're like, wait a second. Why is, you know, I just saw this piece of content and this photo that I created for this brand. It's now on a Facebook ad that they're running. Like, how does this happen? Can you walk us through some of those key points that you would recommend that are kind of, I don't really want to say red flags, but are somewhat when you're looking at a contract, if you don't have legal eyes on it, what are some of the things that you should be looking out for? Yeah. So um, these are great questions. And if you had one that you could pull up, Julie, I was about to say, I was trying to look through my files quickly and see if I had one I could pull up to just go through. Uh, But here are some some really frequent terms are what you said in perpetuity. That means it's forever. (laughs) There's no end. Um, There also is sometimes the word royalty free. So Mm -hmm. that just means they're probably going to probably means they're going to pay you one time and then there's not like any recurring payments. So like you said, if they decide to use it in a different way, they're not going to pay you again. They pay you. Well, and I actually have, I have a usage rights example I can give you right now that I just, I pulled up from our Facebook group. I won't say the brand, but I'll say 
It creator, just sometimes helps. Uh, yeah, yes. it pulls one up. So content usage rights, creator agrees that for one year, X brand has a license, which is worldwide, irrevocable, royalty, royalty-free, fully paid up, and transferable to reproduce, publish, distribute, display, repost, share, create derivative works, and edit all content created for or on behalf of brand by creator in any media. Yeah. The term of this license starts from the date of that content as it is approved by X brand. So yeah, what, there's a lot to unpack. All that can, yes. Can you copy and paste that into our chat and I'll of go course. through it. From what I heard, so one year, that means it's not in perpetuity. It's, it, that's a time-limited license. So that means they're getting the rights just for a year. So it's not forever. Um, Royalty-free is what we talked about. Um, they're going to pay you one time. Now you're going to want to kind of cross-check this with the payment term because uh, it may actually have recurring payments. But generally, royalty-free means you're not going to get like a percentage or you know any kind of cut of anything. Um, so that is what that means. Um, when it talks about worldwide, so again, that means they can use it in any country. Um, sometimes you'll see language limitations in these terms, like they can only use it in English, but I'm seeing that less. Um, irre irrevocable, was that one of the words? It didn't come through. Yes, irrevocable. Yes, irrevocable means there's no take backs. <laughs> so once you've assigned it to them, even if they do something terrible that you're angry about, you can't get it back. So mm. be careful with that. Yeah. Um, sometimes we'll have language that softens that a little bit, like irrevocable, except in the case of a breach of the contract or something like that. Cause what if they don't pay you or, you know, what if they use it for, I don't know, a Viagra ad or something that you, you know, was not what you were thinking about when you mm -hmm. agreed to these rights. Right. Um, let's see. And then it listed a bunch of different, different types of ways they could use it. Oh, perfect. You shared your screen. Um, okay. So fully paid up. That means you're basically acknowledging that they've paid you. So I would be careful with that if you're signing this and they haven't paid you yet. Um, transferable. So that means they can give this right to someone else. So sometimes we see this with like big companies that have a lot of different, you know, brands underneath them. This means they can transfer it from the brand you're working with to anybody else, maybe one of their partners, one of their subsidiaries, anybody else. So um, be careful about all these. I mean, these, this is a very, very broad grant of rights. Um, and then the, the rights listed to reproduce. So that means they can copy it. They can publish it, distribute it. That means they can basically do whatever they want, display, repost, share. Um, derivative works is something I get a lot of questions about. So that is a defined word in the Copyright Act. That means they can create new stuff from your content. So like if you create an image, they can... Oh, wow. Yep. They can cut part of it out and use it somewhere else. Or if you write a blog post, they can basically take your wording and make it into something else. So sometimes we see this with like um, translations, but we also see it with, um, you know, just taking pieces of photos or altering photos, um, you know, Photoshopping things. Um, and this also gives them the right to edit all content. So this is a very, very broad <laughs> grant of rights. Um, and I will mention something you didn't ask, but I'll just mention, um, these are often negotiable, not always, but often negotiable. And so if there's a word in here that really is tripping you up, like, Ugh, I don't want them to edit my content. Like they can use it, but I don't want them to change it. Um, this is something right. you might be able to negotiate or you might be able to ask for more money. Just say, Hey, this is not what I usually agree to. You know, can you pay me a little extra if you're right. wanting this really, really broad, right? And then what would you say? Cause you can also see, cause so that was content usage rights. And mm -hmm. then 
the content agreement, which is below, that mm-hmm. says the creator agrees yeah. that they have full right and authority to grant the license rights to the content. All yeah, so content that means yeah, yeah, that, that first mean? one. That's important because you're basically saying um, I own the stuff that I'm giving the brand the right to use. So, like if you're using stock photos or if you you're using music in your videos that you don't own, um, you know you don't have the right to let somebody else use those. Or maybe you do. Um, but you've got a particular license around that, like especially with stock photos and music and that effects and that kind of stuff. So you want to be careful with these um, to make sure that you do have the right to grant, you know, whatever rights you are guaranteeing to the brand. So when it comes to an example like this, because I love that we were able to use an actual example from yeah, one, of my, really <laughs> yeah, one of my Pitch It Perfect students that she recently got, you know, this is the thing that I... I really stress to students and, and to non-students that whenever, you know, I firmly believe that it, that you, that content creators need to empower themselves to pitch themselves for the brand deal, to build the relationships with the brands, to really build that no like, and trust, to really learn how to negotiate their payment, their worth, and their value. But when it comes to legally binding contracts, you know, what do you recommend, I mean, not only as an attorney, but from what you see mm-hmm. a lot of times, like should content creators be negotiating these legal documents? Yeah, absolutely. The worst they can say is no. So some of the brands may have just their standard terms and they say, this is, you know, if you want to work with us, this is it, take it or leave it. Um, so you may find that. And then it's your choice. Like, can I live with these terms? Um, I have a friend who's actually a mom blogger. And so she posts a lot of pictures with her kids on her blog. And when she's working with brand sponsorship, she's just really careful around these usage rights because she doesn't want pictures of her kids ending up on like the side of a cereal box um, if she didn't know that that was going to be part of the deal. Um, so yes, I think you should absolutely negotiate, but understand that sometimes the brand is not going to give. So, you know, it it may not work, but you can always try. The other thing I would mention, because, um, and this I, I learned from working with my friend who is the blogger, is a lot of these brand agreements, especially when you're just getting started, are pretty low dollar. And so to hire me to go through this is probably going to cost more than you're earning from the, you know, the particular contract. So you want to be careful and make sure you're not just spending a ton on legal if you're not going to, you know, make any money after that. Um, but a way, a, a kind of solution around that that you can try is having your own set of terms that you send to the brand. Now, again, your negotiating power is going to depend on how experienced you are, what your profile is, um, you know, how, how valuable you are to the brand. Um, but if you have a set of terms that you know, like, these are my standard terms, this is what I know are fine with me, then often, you know, the brand may accept those. It's not always going to happen, but that can help save you, you know, having to try and understand a bunch of legalese in a contract and having to hire an attorney every time. If you've got your standard terms, you can send them. And when it comes to standard terms, is this something that content creators could essentially hire an attorney to do one time, like create some kind of standard term template? Yes. And then go from there. Okay. So you would pay one time and it might be a little bit of, you know, it might be a bit of an investment, but then you've kind of got that in your repertoire and you can tweak it a little bit if you need to for different partnerships. I love that. And as it's kind of going on, I want to kind of talk about um, trademarks for a little bit. Like I know, I love that we were able to talk about usage rights and um, and licensing. And when it comes to trademarks and copyrights, because I think that people also get those very confused and they yes. don't really know what is already kind of naturally 
protected by the U.S. Constitution versus what you have to actually a- apply for and, and get essentially trademarked, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so could you kind of walk us through that? Yes. So very common confusion because copyrights and trademarks are very similar, but also different in some ways. So when we think about copyrights, we think about creative works. So all the stuff we just were talking about, photos, videos, blog posts, um, movies, books, statues, um, you know, anything you think of that's a creative work that is going to be protected by copyright law. And the nice thing is under our, and again, I'm a U.S. lawyer, so everything is that I'm talking about is under U.S. law. Uh, under U.S. law, we have automatic protection for works under our copyright law. So as soon as you create something, I say as soon as it's out of your brain and like into a computer file or onto a piece of paper, um, it can't just be a thought or an idea. But as soon as you actually create something, that's automatically protected under our copyright laws. You get extra protection if you register it with the copyright office, but it's not required just to kind of own those rights. Trademarks are, when we think about trademarks, think about a brand. So they're going to protect things that identify the source of a product or a service. So if you're like in the grocery store and you're perusing the aisles and you want to make sure you get the right kind of cereal, trademark is going to protect all the things that like help you identify the right type of cereal. So it could be the company name. It could be the way the box looks. That's called trade dress. It could be the logo that's on the box. You know, you're grabbing the right one. Um, it can even be sounds and colors. <laughs> like John Deere green is a trademarked color because it's so associated with that brand. Um, but when we think of online courses and online influencers, it's usually going to be the business name, the name of a course, maybe you have a tagline um, or a slogan. And then um, any kind of logos or images that you're using in your business to, again, it, you can't just be using it in a sentence. It has to be something that like people see it and they know, oh, that came from Julie. So like the influencer podcast could be a trademark. Right. I hope that makes sense. There is yes. some overlap, which I think is why it's so confusing. Um, so I, I, there are some creative works that are used in logos, like Mickey Mouse is an example I often use. So that is a creative work. So it's protected by copyright but you also see it and you think of the Disney company. So it's also protected by trademark. Amazing. So that was my high level view. And the great thing with trademarks too, is we do have what are called common law trademark rights. Um, So it's a little different than the way it works with copyright, but without going down the rabbit hole, just know that you do have some automatic trademark protection as well, just by using a trademark in your business. Gotcha. Better rights if you register with the trademark office. Okay, great. So it's like, yeah, if I've been a solidified the influencer podcast, it's been solidified. People know it. It's part of my brand. Mm-hmm. If someone went a few years down the road and tried to trademark it, I could essentially... You could shut them down. Right. Fight that because... Yes, exactly. I've been running this for however long. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Um, well, I want to kind of hear a little bit more about the Legal Road Map podcast and other ways in which you teach business owners, entrepreneurs, content creators about any of the legal issues that they may face and how else you support them and work with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I should mention if we were on video, I would show you my trademark certificate. That is a registered trademark for the legal roadmap. That's um, amazing. Yes. Uh, I have had the legal roadmap podcast for a couple of years now. So we're over a hundred episodes. It is my number one resource for creative business owners. Um, the first 12 episodes, if you, if you go back to the beginning, I really put together as kind of almost like an online course in your ears. So I was too lazy <laughs> to put together an online course and all the parts and pieces. But the first 12 episodes are really what I consider essential knowledge for getting your legal ducks in a row. So it talks about contracts, copyrights, trademarks, 
um, how to use other people's work the right way, what's, what you should do if you find someone's copied you, um, just goes through all kinds of different things. So the first 12 episodes is where I would start if you are kind of just starting to think about legal for your business. Um, and then we've also got interviews with some of the top course creators and online business owners um, as you go through the hundred over 100 episodes and a lot more advanced topics. So you can really kind of use the, the search bar in iTunes if, you, if you're wondering about, oh, how can I sell my business or what are things I should think about if I'm partnering up? You know, we've got lots of information about all those topics as well. Amazing. And then where can people find more information about you, your work, your company, if they're looking for an attorney to align with, um, the next steps to do that? Yeah. So our website is the hub. It's my initials. It's awbfirm.com. And we also there have my other number one resource for uh, creative business owners, which is our contract templates. So these are really easy, customizable contracts that you can purchase for a very affordable price um, and get up and running in about 20 minutes. So we have lots of things like website, terms and conditions, privacy policies, client contracts, um, blog, sponsorship contracts, you know, independent contractor, pretty much anything you need for your business. Those are a great first step when you don't have the budget or maybe your business isn't to the point where it makes sense to work with a lawyer yet one-on-one. But those are a great first step to just kind of start getting things in order and get your, get yourself legally legit. Amazing. And that is found on your website. Yeah, that's all at awbfirm.com. Okay. Awesome. And we'll make sure to include that link in our show notes and in our newsletter. Um, Cause I'm really excited for this episode. I think that people are going to get a lot from it and, and just kind of like a good jumping off point to dive into more. So they just don't feel so confused yes, about it can be very overwhelming. So we try and yes. really break it down. Um, we have a checklist you can get on the website that kind of walks you through in order the things that I think you should be taking care of in your business. So that's a great resource as well. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Autumn, for being with us today and for kind of diving through that. I know I kind of just threw into the fire for right. a little bit, but it was fun <laughs> and I appreciate it. And I know that it will be super, super helpful. And if you found today's episode helpful, make sure to screenshot this episode, tag me at Jill Solomon, hashtag the influencer podcast, and also tag Autumn, which is at Autumn Witt, W-I-T-T Boyd. Let us know what you liked about this episode, what you learned about this episode, and some really good calls to actions that it's going to give you as you move forward, because we would love to see your feedback and then share your screenshots on our stories as well. So thank you again so much for being here. I so appreciate it, and I cannot wait for the listeners to let us know what they thought too. Thanks for asking great questions, Julie. This was really fun. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Mm